Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in. It's hour number two of the early line on SportsGrid on a Monday morning. The bracket is set. Fields of 68. Kevin Walsh, Donnie Wright said here, uh, as I said. And, you know, Donnie, we, we've got the odds and we've got the brackets and we, we try and pair uh, all of these things together. Uh, but we're not set just yet. The brackets don't need to be submitted in, until Thursday because we do have the play-in games, which uh, is always fascinating. Now, look, this is one of your takes, so I'll, I'll let you deliver it, the juice and excitement for the 16s, but the 11s do, uh, the 11 versus 11 games always tend to deliver. Mississippi State and Pittsburgh uh, is your Tuesday game, and then Wednesday night is Arizona State and Nevada. And historically, uh, you know, at least one of those teams that will advance, and obviously there are going to be two teams advancing from the playing round on the 11 line, is then able to roll that into another victory in the round of 64. Yeah, it's it's also that same theory, Kevin, in conference tournament play, where it's like, okay, you know, in the early rounds, you say to yourself, well, let's just get hot here and let's get into the tournament and get the jitters away. Because let's just say you take a look at Mississippi State and Pittsburgh. If you think Pitt can win or Mississippi State can win, that's not the point here. But let's just say Mississippi State plays a good game against Pittsburgh and they advance. They're feeling good about their vibes here. And I know you don't agree that it's actually a tournament win, but technically on paper it is. So you already have your tournament rolling here with the good vibes. And it may be used as a springboard because we're not talking about texas a&m corpus christi you know southeast missouri state you're talking about power five type conferences that are used to playing in big games Pitt from the acc mississippi state from the sec arizona in the pac-12 nevada out there in the mountain west i mean they're really good programs here and rightfully so look at the lines in both of those games at the FanDuel sportsbook minus one and a half each side it's pretty good it, it, it absolutely is oh and that's the the games are always tight so well from the odds, right? The anticipation yeah. is always a really, really good basketball game, which is phenomenal. In hour number two, we're going to get to the East and the West regions here. Purdue's the number one seed in the East. Kansas is the number one seed in the West. The two seeds uh, is was be Marquette on the East side of it, and then UCLA on the West side of it here, Donnie. And, uh, again, we're going to get we're going to hit the NBA after this just to get you guys because th- that's what you're going to be able to bet on today. Uh, so we want to get to that a little bit here. But, Donnie, w- what I think I've seen a lot of people feel is the West is loaded and the East hard to figure out who you want to trust here. Kansas, we know the reigning national champions. UCLA has been a, a team to watch all season long. St. Mary's is a very strong five. 
UConn is fourth in this region. They are fourth overall on Ken Palm. Sorry for whatever 13 seed drew UConn. What a disaster. Gonzaga three is one of the hottest teams in college basketball. Arkansas, Illinois in the 8-9 game there. I mean, the West certainly does look loaded. It does look loaded, and also you say to yourself, well, you got to play a lot of good teams if you want to advance to a Final Four, a national championship game, and maybe cut down the nets. But that's the reason why you want that path to be a little bit easier, because if you're playing a great team on a Thursday, then on a Saturday, then the following Thursday, and the following Saturday, that takes a lot out of you. Sure, you could say you're battle-tested, Kevin, and everything might work in your favor, but anytime, if I'm a head coach or a player, give me the easiest path to victory here, and I'll take that. Which, again, maybe... That's the East region, but it'll mm-hmm. only be, again, I don't know if it'll be easy. Maybe it'll be unimpressive for whichever yeah. team makes it out. The radio audience is here on a Monday morning. It's Kevin Walsh, Donnie Wright, side of the early line, Sirius XM, channel 159. And, and I think part of that, Donnie, is nobody's going to ever want to believe in Purdue. Duke is a five seed. Everybody's real impressed by Duke. They win the ACC championship game. We'll, we'll get there. Right? Tennessee's got an injury to their starting point guard that's going to keep him out the remainder of the season, and they've not been playing their best brand of basketball. Kentucky, good luck figuring that out. Marquette down there at the two-line looks to be the popular pick early doors from people. And look, they've been playing very good basketball. I believe they've lost two games since we've hit January. They certainly are worthy to be a team selection coming out of that East region. Yeah, no doubt about it. When you take a look at Marquette, too, it seems like it's a very good basketball team, but flew under the radar all season long. And maybe a lot of disrespect thrown at the Big East because most people, oh, Villanova stinks, so the rest of the conference stinks. Not really the case. There's some really good, talented basketball teams that will move up, but also from this region. What are we getting a lot of here? Now, there's always going to be Duke betters and Duke haters here, but it seems like that common analysis is Duke was an under-seeded five and should have been seeded much higher. Now healthy, playing great basketball, went through the ACC champion, Look like a really good team has that momentum coming in. If you take a look at Duke's perspectives here, Oral Roberts, they'll probably get a test there. But Tennessee, again, they're going to play good defense and SEC team, but Duke has the firepower to beat them. And then also from a Purdue perspective here, our team's really trusting and have that notion, well, if Zach Eady gets in foul trouble, they're not going to be a good basketball team. Duke, as a five seed, has a pretty good look out there in the East to advance. And the Duke haters are like, Man, the committee does this every year. They put Duke in favorable matchups. No, they really don't, but it just appears that way this year. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that would be an interesting take to, to give a team a fifth seed and be like, man, to get, to like, get that's a... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that would be some take. I didn't. I mean, I'm, I'm not doubting that people are saying it, but that's yeah, I don't love that. Trust me. Uh, well, then, yeah, you know what? Now that I think about it, nobody's saying that. You have no pulse of what anybody says. And you make things up. Timeline, so, yeah. You're the- <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Tweeting to yourself to prove the takes tweet are out the, there. Tweet I like that a lot. just me. I only say, like, ooh, that guy's yeah. got a hot take. Who is that? Ooh, that's me. <laughs> ooh, drop the flag on that thing. Wow. It's going to splash a retweet there. Let's hit some NBA on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. 
and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. All right, let's move quickly here. We've got to get to the NBA. There's some important stuff that happened over the weekend, uh, and then we're going to try and get to some of the games that are going to come up today. What happened over the weekend? The Warriors won at home again. But this was in overtime. Steph scored 36. He was great in the game. Uh, the game, by the way, pushed on the total. I actually bet the under, Donnie, and pushed mm. in overtime. I don't know how. I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know if I should feel lucky, bothered, it was fine. It was fine. I, I, I took it. Uh, but in overtime, the Warriors get the job done. Giannis didn't play in the game. The, the war, look, I don't know. It's, it's a singular game sample size, so I don't mean to up the importance. I guess what I want to do, though, is anybody that's taken that game, I mean, like, no, no, see, this is why you can't give up on the Warriors, I think is ridiculous. That, I think, is crazy. Steph had to go wild in the fourth and overtime in order for them to win at home where they never lose against the Milwaukee Bucks who did not have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, this is not the result, Don, that's going to make me go, oh, you know what? Maybe I should say things more favorably here for Golden State. They're home tonight. They lay four and a half to Phoenix. Like, if they win this game, we're not going to open tomorrow's show if we were wrong, the Warriors should be favorites to win the NBA championship. Yeah, Draymond actually could have been your hero Saturday night if you would have canned that open look for a three-point shot that yeah. rattled in what and out. What a decision. got you some money. I mean, come on now. You draw, hey, Steve Kerr, congratulations. Draw up a play to Draymond to shoot that three-point shot. I'd rather have Steph shoot it with three guys all over him as a better chance. But almost went in at that point. But actually, that game Saturday night for the Warriors, you know what I take away from that game? Man, the Bucs are really good. And without their superstar player, can go on the road yep. against a team that plays very well and be that confident. We've seen it time and time again. That's a good sign there for the Bucs. But moving forward, we're still not trusting the Golden State Warriors. Again, it feels like this, Kevin, doesn't it? Steph has to go absolutely ballistic or the Warriors don't have a chance to win. I can't lean on that. Yeah, and if Steph goes absolutely ballistic and the game's on the road, they have no chance to win, yes, uh, has, has often been uh, the setup there. Uh, we'll do the standings in a minute. Here's the one thing, DRS. I don't know if you're ear to the ground. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid is yep. not uh-huh. out of the MVP race. Ready. Nope. Mm-hmm. You know what's happening to Nikola Jokic? Mm-hmm. What happens to guys that have won MVPs two years in a row? People get tired of it. Yeah. It's really... Oh, it's, it's a Monday. We're calm. It's really, really hard to repeat as MVP. And it's almost impossible to three-peat. And what's happening to Jokic 
is during a three-game losing streak, despite having 30-20-10 in a loss just yesterday, as Joel Embiid continues to have ridiculous performance after ridiculous performance, as the Sixers continue to win at a very, very high level, you are starting to see the Joel Embiid number go lower and lower and lower. Jokic is still minus 220. Embiid is plus 260. I think the Joel Embiid number, Donnie, is a very good bet right now. I'm starting to think he really is going to win this MVP award. And the difficulty of three-peating at the MVP looks like it really could catch up to Nikola Jokic. This is what we do in sports. This is what content people like ourselves do. This is what the common fan does. Hey, Bryce Young, college football. Yeah, number one overall pick. Not even close. Best quarterback around. As soon as he gets that top billing, you tear him down immediately. Too small. What about the game? I don't care about the game tape. I'm looking at him right here in front of me. He can't play football at this point. That's what we're here. Again, not to that degree, but he was the odds-on favorite to be the first player picked, and now he's not after the combine. Take a look at Nikola Jokic. Now, forget about the team itself winning or losing. Let's just look at Jokic. Entering into the weekend, easily a 3-1 to one favorite here to win. Well, minus 300, minus 330, whatever it was. He's losing in the standings because he went 35, 20, and 11 yesterday. And we're going like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm not buying this. I'm not buying it. Like, he probably put on his best performance of the season, and he's losing ground. Because we love a good story about, ooh, can this guy be out here? Is it controversial? Because he was cruising along all season long, and then all of a sudden the debate kicks up. Should he be MVP? Why is he getting votes for MVP? And here comes Joel Embiid, who, again, the Sixers are playing fantastic basketball. He is playing unbelievable himself. But it looked like a price point where he was a shoe-in, and now he's putting up, Kevin, 35-20-11s. Just wait till he has a night where maybe, you know, the hamstring flares up a little bit. And he goes for 9-7-6 and six and only plays about 22 minutes. He might be a plus 220 after that night. It just seems like as long as Joel Embiid has the pedal to the metal, and the thing I love about this award, too, is Joel Embiid is so locked in on social media and knows exactly what he has to do. There's never going to be a night where Joel is like, you know what, I'll be passive then. Let's just get the win. I'll keep myself out there, you know, 16 points, nine rebounds, three assists, and we'll move on. Not that case now. He sees blood in the water as well. Joel's going to try to go nuclear the rest of the way, and sometimes with Jokic. 35, 20, 11 isn't enough to get it done. Joel Embiid is winning the war here on social media right now. I'm telling you right now, March 27th at Denver. Sixers at Denver. Right now, Scott Perry, that game. game is supposed to be on NBA TV. Uh, yeah, you listen, there's going to be phone calls, mate. That game's not going to be on no NBA TV, <laughs> man. That game's not going to be on no NBA TV. No, 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 no. Maybe Jokic's that people game. be like, hey, keep that on NBA TV, pal. I mean, don't let this get out. Listen, I'd say if, now, then again, we find out that like LeBron's going to return that night. I mean, they look, they, uh-huh. they might put two, they might put LeBron in ESPN, TNT, and NBA they might TV. They put LeBron on the, the Sixers time. just for that game, sure, just to make sure they. <laughs> you know, they do like the, they, we interrupt this broadcast with a special exactly. announcement. Like people, yeah. people are going to be watching, you know, late night Jeopardy. And like, hold on a minute. Is this a Laker basketball game that just yeah. broke out here, man? Uh-huh. Uh, which would yeah. be nice to see. The Lakers did just lose uh, to the Knicks, but they had been uh, quite hot and they continue to play a favorable portion of the schedule. DRS, where do we go tonight's NBA board? Here's the one thing that jumps out to me, maybe more than any. What if I would have told you 
that the Memphis Grizzlies, no John Morant, yeah. are going to the Dallas Mavericks. And you got to guess the line, right? Play, play, play a little guess the line, right? Like, oh, man, Dallas Dallas lane, seven, eight points. Yeah. Uh, Memphis is favored in Dallas. Things in Dallas are a mess. They're an absolute mess. Luka out. Kyrie, questionable, missed their last game. These teams just played in Memphis, and it was a Grizzlies victory here. It just, yeah, the Mavs experience, it's not off to a great start. They're 34-34. and 34. A loss here, Donnie, puts this team under 500. Yeah. I mean, let's look at this game in totality, too, because if you remember when Luka got injured, right? I said to myself, and I was just half-heartedly joking, man, it looks like Luka just wanted out of that game and just didn't feel like playing. I was like, ooh, these could be tricky injuries. Takes an MRI, there's nothing wrong with his thigh. But yet we have no timetable on a return for Luka Doncic. And Kyrie Irving, in the moments where you trade for a superstar player and you need this guy to perform, hey, man, foot's a little sore. Let me sit this one out. As if they're the two seed here and locked into it for the rest of the way. Look at the standings. 34 and 34. Those two are not going to play tonight. They're probably going to lose to the Grizzlies. Where does this put this team in turmoil? Because if both superstars are banged up with a gutted bench, again, can you imagine? The Mavericks don't even make the play in here. Where's the urgency? I get it. There's not three games left. There's not five. There's about, you know, double digits still left. You can still resuscitate your season. Mm -hmm. But my goodness, this script that they're writing now is an absolute disaster where not only do they not win when they're both on the court, now they're both not on the court, and they're both injured at this point here. Not looking good for the Mavs. It's it's certainly not. Uh, as we mentioned, you know, Golden State and Phoenix tonight, Golden State at home favored. Uh, I think the Devin Booker numbers will be interesting uh, to pull up there. Kevin Durant still, of course, going to be absent. Late night, Milwaukee's a one-point favorite here against Sacramento on the road. 243.5. Donnie, Ooh. almost all of these games without Giannis, though, under – if Giannis is out, although every, every Sacramento game, I'll tell you this right now, this is not a fun under to bet. Usually, Donnie, you bet 243 and a half. And you're like, all right, look, I should be feeling good the whole way. You will pick your head up. This game will be 35-35 at the end of the first quarter. You're going to be in for a ride, but I might be back to the under here tonight in Kings Bucks. Plenty of other NBA. Maybe we'll sneak some more in uh, on the money line side of it, but we know everybody's pumped about the bracket, so we get back right to it after a quick break here on the early line on a Monday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash grad admissions. Do it here. The bracket is live. Live with you right here on the early line. We're going over, Donnie, right now. Taking a look at this East region. Purdue is the top team. Can we trust the Purdue Boilermakers to make it out overall? That's where we've started our conversations for the first two regions. It'll be no different here. What is your confidence level in Purdue making a real run in this tournament and making it out of the East region? They're one seed. They're a good basketball team. They have a dominant setter in Edie who nobody can really match up with. But having said that, will they win some basketball games in the tournament? I think so. But if I'm looking at the overall seeds for myself, just the true number ones, Kevin, here, they're number four for me in this in advancing. I just don't have a lot of trust in the guard play being good enough. Centers are key. Don't get me wrong in NCAA basketball. A lot more than in the NBA. Outside of like the guys like, you know, Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. Look, true centers here that play down low on the block, they don't factor in at that level, but they do in college basketball. But what happens if we do get into foul trouble, which I guess you could say for a lot of players and a lot of different teams, but it seems more so with Purdue. They go as far as Edie takes them. In injury, foul trouble, they're going to be done. But even having said that, you watched the game yesterday against Penn State. When you have a double-digit lead late in the second half, you just let your guards spin that game out. Break the press with ease, make your free throws, knock down wide-open shots. They couldn't do any of that. And that wasn't an anomaly yesterday. Like, oh, man, Purdue usually is fantastic at closing the door and handling the press. They're not. And when guard play for me is bigger than big men, I do think it's not going to end up all that great for Purdue here. Matter of fact, in my pool, I don't even have them getting to the Final Four at this point, and quite frankly, getting knocked off in the Elite Eight is probably where they're going to end up at this point. But just from a confidence factor, out of the top one seeds in the tournament, Purdue, they're down on my list at number four. I think that Purdue has earned themselves this reputation of being untrustworthy. I think a lot of it, though, is escalated over the past couple of seasons. They lose to North Texas. In overtime, which was a mess. And then last year was a disgrace. Should not be losing to St. Peter's, right? I mean, that just can't happen. It's impossible. But they did. They did. And that was, I feel like, for a lot of people, the end of the road. It did not matter what Purdue did this season, right? And Purdue was not supposed to have themselves as good of a year as they did. I don't think people were going to give Purdue juice coming into the tournament. Here's my thing, though, Donnie. Last year's Purdue team ranked 93rd on the defensive side of the basketball, according to Ken Palm, of course. This year, 26th. It is a significantly better team this year, this Purdue group. What's interesting, and it goes back to what we talked to off the top here, I have seen a number of people, smart people, people I trust, I, man, I'm telling you, Memphis has, the, Memphis has the horses to beat Purdue. But I don't know if Memphis gets past FAU. That's the tricky stuff, DRS. We've got Memphis running, running out to an Elite Eight, and then they can't get past the Owls. 
That's that's the tricky stuff there. And I and I wonder if maybe is is Purdue, you know, obviously look, you if you're playing Marquette in the Elite Eight game down, that's that's a phenomenal basketball team. They've beat Marquette, right? But very early in the season, you know, this Marquette obviously is is as hot as can be right now. Is Purdue going to be at their most vulnerable in that 8-9 game? Do they match up favorably with the Duke team they've played and beat? Do they match up favorably with the Tennessee team that some people are questioning, are they going to even be able to get out of the first round, right? But I guess where Purdue is so hilarious is Purdue can find themselves running into Oral Roberts and people still wouldn't trust the Purdue Boilermakers. Yeah, and I think rightfully so, because you saw that dominant start to the season for Purdue, and then it was sort of like, okay, win some, lose some here, and wind up in. And again, it just gets back to so simple for me. It's guard play and it's matchups in the tournament that makes some sense. And you saw Memphis, who is an eighth seed. Let's just say they do beat FAU and move on to take on Purdue. Memphis isn't going to that game figuring that they're an underdog. There's no way they can win. And oh my goodness, it's so nice that we won one game in the tournament. Basically, if you take a look at Memphis and say, boy, just replace Houston with any other basketball team, maybe Memphis is on a three or a four line at this point. But the fact that they got beat twice in the regular season by Houston, but then came back and beat Houston. Now, granted, again, Sasser was out, but you still got to give them credit for moving through that tournament. Maybe they're underseeded here as a true number eight, because if you're asking Purdue, like, hey, you're going to wind up with a favorable spot, usually playing an 8-9 winner once you get past the 16th seed. They didn't get that here. Memphis is coming in with a lot of talent. And also, you're right. FAU is a pretty sneaky, under-the-radar type team where people go, oh, FAU, get them off there. We have to remember, Memphis is an 8, FAU is a 9. It's not as if Memphis is a 2 and FAU is a 15 seed, they're going to move on. But you're right about that analysis. If Memphis can get by FAU, it's not a great matchup for Purdue. Let's talk Duke Oral Roberts. I don't know where you're at. Mm, do I want to throw to you first or do I want to go first here? I'll go first. So everybody's very, very excited about Duke, right? First-year head coach, Sean Shire. Young group of guys finding their footing. They finish out hot. They win the ACC tournament. Here's the thing. The idea of the ACC all year long has been that it is a down year for the conference. I've heard play. They beat Miami and Virginia those last two games. They beat Pittsburgh. That was their run in the ACC tournament. I'm not trying to knock them, but I've heard plenty of folks say that they're going to like Furman to beat Virginia. I've heard plenty of folks say they're going to like Drake to beat Miami. And I've heard plenty of folks say, why in the heck is Pittsburgh even in this tournament? John Shire has never coached an NCAA tournament game. Paul Mills, who's coached Oral Roberts now, or is the coach now for Oral Roberts, has won multiple NCAA tournament games and coached in three of them. Oral Roberts not in all that long ago. The, the proven team, how long does this happen, Donnie, right? Experience, the edge, not just at the players, but at the coaching level, is on the side of Oral Roberts in this spot here. A lot of folks are talking about, man, this Duke team, they should be a two-seed nonsense. No, they should not. Okay. And what a shame for Oral Roberts. They've got a tough, tough draw here. I'm interested in Oral Roberts at this 12 spot here. We always try and find the 12-5. I'm interested in Oral Roberts here against the Duke Blue Devils. And maybe so here. You know, nice run in the Summit League, 17-game win streak, which is actually the nation's longest winning streak heading into the tournament. So they're playing hot, but let's not forget, Kevin, who they played during the regular season. How about these two hot items? They beat a wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, and they beat a Netflix show. So what are you talking about, Donnie? They beat a team called John Brown, 
an Ozark Christian along the way here. They just don't play anybody. They don't play anybody. And I know they have some players who can turn it up. Ace missing, you know, they're used to winning and it's going to be a tough matchup. I get all that here. And certainly those sneaky 12 fives, right? If you just bet blindly at the 12 fives, it feels like you're going to go and you take all the upsets three and one every single tournament. That's the vibe here. And I get it. They're a good basketball team, but I don't care if they won 17 straight. Would they have won 17 straight if they played in the Big 12, in the SEC or the ACC? No, they wouldn't. Will it be a tight game? Maybe so. But Duke is playing their best basketball, and more importantly, they are healthy now entering into the tournament. Cutting down the net there in the ACC, that's big here because it shows you can win at a high level even if the ACC is down. I still like Duke to get by Oral Roberts, but I understand why Oral Roberts is going to be one of those picks because trust me on this one. You could really see it, right, Kevin? Under 10 minutes to go in the second half of that game, Oral Roberts up six points. Duke needs to close out at this point, right? You can see it happening here. Oral Roberts is a good program. I'm just not buying into it because they haven't played anybody this season. And when they did, Kevin, yeah, Houston dropped them by about 45 points. Uh, okay, so yes, Houston dropped them. Houston is so much better than Duke. That is unfair that we're gonna we're not gonna pretend that John Brown and Ozark play in the mm. summit because they don't, right? Again, we South Carolina Upstate was on the schedule. Maryland Eastern Shore was on the schedule for Duke. Let's not like act like the cup, they don't bring the cupcakes in there. Also, Duke won every single game that they played at home. And then they had to make a a, a long travel, I know, in the ACC tournament. Where was that again? Mm-hmm. Right. So again, we'll yeah, we'll we'll see, Dio. We'll We'll see. Outside of the number one seed, Purdue, and everybody's darling, the Duke Blue Devils, you've mentioned being interested in Marquette. I mean, it's early. You don't have to lock this in on a Monday. But I feel like you're interested in Marquette making a very real run in this tournament. Yeah, I think it's a little hollow here in the East at this point, right? So if you take a look at Marquette, they should be able to beat Vermont. Marquette's going to line up against Michigan State and USC. They can certainly out-talent them. Marquette also playing with tempo, dropping three-point shots, decent defensive team. And look at their stress level moving forward, right? Let's just say if it plays out uh, chalk, right? Marquette's going to match up against Michigan State. They should win that game. They'll be favored. Marquette then would probably face up against, let's just say, Kansas State is chalk. That could be a tough one here, but I think they're better. And then if you move it on, they end up playing, let's just say, Duke or Purdue. I wouldn't be shocked if they lined up against Purdue and were able to beat Purdue at this point. I think Marquette is at a high two seed that probably isn't getting a whole lot of ton of respect to win it all because we just looked at the Big East as a little bit down. Same thing in the ACC and Duke at this point. But I would not be shocked if Marquette ends up in the Final Four, even if Purdue ends up winning their first-round game, beating Memphis. Let's just say beating Duke or Tennessee at that point. I'm not shocked if Marquette downs Purdue there and heads to the Final Four. I don't know if they're going to get a lot of respect, but I feel like people in their pools will start clicking buttons and go, hold on now. i got Marquette in the Final Four. I think that's the way it's going to feel. I, I think that's a very, very good way to put it. As people start going, ding, 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 ding. Well, I'm not putting Purdue in. Yeah. All right, who did I have on the bottom? Yeah. Oh, oh, they can't win. Yeah. All right, Marquette. Uh-huh. All right. All right, Marquette. Let's get let's get busy yeah. here. Right? Yeah. You so, yeah I'll, ab- listen, I, I actually think that's a, a very, very good way to put it. I'm going to be interested to see what people want to do with this Tennessee team here against Louisiana. I know they lost the point Damn. guard, uh, but that's still one of the absolute best defenses in college basketball and that should be able to hold against louisiana we'll see if that's the case one more to get to as we talked about the loaded west which features the iona gales potentially hold on let me get that on hold on potentially rick's last game with iona that would be a shame we'll be right back 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. DRS is up to no good behind the scenes, man. That's, that's what my sources are telling me. We all right, Donnie. We've settled here. West region, feeling good? Yep. Albany, here we come. Ah, all right. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I mean, DRS, is it true you put in, you know, a couple of days off? You're not going to be, you said, I got to get to Albany? Is that what it is? You said you yeah, wanted to get out to the game? I mean, that's where it's all going down right now. You're going to have the guy, you know, booted and suited Rick Patino up there, ready to go, looking for blood, negotiating contracts behind the scenes. Will they be focused? That's what we're worried about. I got to quickly, not to, we won't spend much time on this. I saw a photo going around of Rick Patino in an all white suit that he was wearing on the sidelines oh. once upon a time. I can't oh, even believe man. that was a thing. I can't man, even believe that that was, was a thing. And how dare he not bring it back immediately? Yeah, that's that's unbelievable. The Hurricanes. I mean, there was rumor that he was going to coach the Miami Hurricanes back in the day. Can you imagine a nice Don Johnson suit down there just looking fly to Donna South Beach? I mean, they might let him coach the football program. He puts that white suit back on. True. Look, we get over to the West here, DRS. Kansas yeah. is the top team, but there is uh, plenty of debate in terms of who's the best team. According to Ken Palm, it would be UCLA. Ken Palm has UCLA as the second best team in college basketball. Kansas as the ninth best team in college basketball. Oh, St. Mary's, who's the fifth seed here? 11. Oh, UConn, who's the fourth seed here? Fourth overall in Ken Palm. Ken Palm doesn't even think Kansas is a top two team in the conference uh, or in this mm-hmm. uh, region overall. Uh, oh, Gonzaga's eight. Actually, no, they have him as the fourth best team, Donnie. They have yep. Kansas as the fourth best team. And I'm, that's not a slander at Ken Palm. How does everybody end up in the West? How did everybody end up in the West here? You Again, I usually, we, we start this off. Confidence in the one seed. Mm-hmm. Reasonable minds could say that Kansas is not even close to the best team in this in this region. 
Yeah, I mean, that's we get back to the point though is computers don't dribble the basketball and shoot three point shots. Like it's played out on the on the obviously court and also right. Kansas going battle tested through the Big Twelve at this point. So the fact that they're slandered for playing in a tough conference mm. is ridiculous at this point. I buy into Kansas. Am I saying they're going to cut down the nets? Not necessarily, but the disrespect is pretty real for Kansas, who was very good during the regular season and also reminds us, oh, they didn't win their conference championship. Their head coach, maybe the best in college basketball was not on the sideline but it looks like he will be back on the sideline for the tournament that also will invigorate the kids as well my only i don't really i don't want to get into like net and quad victories i who cares but like every big 12 game was a quad one game yeah so so yeah of course like they broke the quad record like the big 12 it was that great so that's just kind of what happened. But Kansas accomplished plenty. And they weren't hard. Look, ultimately, Donnie, the computer, like, they're a one seed, right? They're a mm-hmm. one seed. I know some folks were bothered. They thought they should belong in the Midwest. I know some people on television don't know where Kansas City is. It happens. It happens, <laughs> it happens to the best of us. It is. Yeah. It, it, not everybody knows kind of where things go. But he, here's the thing. Here's the thing with, with KU, DRS. Where does the upset potential start for you are you interested in arkansas illinois are you looking at a four or five game where are you starting to worry about preliminary looks again this stuff's going to expand and and everything but preliminary looks where are you worried about kansas i'm not worried about kansas obviously round one against howard i'm not necessarily worried about let's just say arkansas or illinois but i really start to get worried if you get on that next line and it's yukon or even saint mary's because when you talk about yukon the athletes are there to go toe-to-toe with kansas and that would always be an issue here can they beat them i mean obviously we'll find out but at the same time if let's just say you get a saint mary's to play them it's such an odd matchup where they force you to play that slow down tempo if you're not firing on all cylinders on offense you turn that game into a slug fest there with eight minutes to go and it's 46 to 46 and anything can happen that's what i'm worried about here for kansas because whether or not i don't think they're going to get one of those oh man whoosh Never thought these two teams would be matching up in the Elite Eight of the Sweet 16. That's not the case here. Kansas is going to get a run for its money once they hit the Sweet 16 round. Look, I mean, and similar to the uh, Memphis FAU Purdue spot where Memphis might be perfect against Purdue, but FAU is going to be a battle for Memphis. Arkansas matches up nicely with Kansas, but they've got a task on their hands with the fighting Illini. And again, that is why I set off the top here. It's tricky to start knocking one seeds off in the round of 32. Because if you get the wrong one, then you're going to get a nut. You're going to get a couple of things wrong there, right? Because a different one seed will probably go down and you eliminated the wrong one there. And that's how things fall apart, right? That's how these things start to fall apart and they fall apart quickly to stick then with that top region. Let allow me to do this, Donnie. Watching the bracket show with much anticipation, okay? Okay. As I'm hoping that Iona gets a favorable draw. I am obviously aware that Rick Pitino was favored to be coaching his final game as the head coach of the Iona Gales, uh, whatever tournament, you know, spot they end up in. And I'd like to see Rick lead Iona, as promised, to an NCAA tournament victory. UConn came up, and then Iona came up, and I was distraught. 
for the next half hour hour because that was this is a this is a bad draw and Rick Pitino's an unbelievable coach he's a hall of fame level coach we know that but this is not who I wanted Iona to see I'm not yeah like uh, I'm not happy about it Donnie I'm not happy about it. And I actually don't even think that there's that much chatter. Like, Iona was the kind of team that people were going to have, you know, win a game or two in their tournament with Rick Pitino, I think. And then the bracket came out. I'm like, playing UConn. Good luck, man. I don't even think people are hot on Iona anymore because they know this UConn matchup is not what the Gales were looking for. Yeah, we saw Gale Nation in full effect on Friday night. But having said that, this game is in Albany. So you say, okay, it's pretty close to Iona. It's also really close to UConn as well. <laughs> so you're not even going to get like a home court advantage where maybe the fans will start to turn against UConn. It's going to be a pro-UConn building. Now we can have all the fun in the past by saying like, hey, look, Rick Pitino came to Iona. They were a Division three basketball team, saw the merger up to Division one here, and also went in front of the school board, Kevin, and said, you know what? As long as I'm here, we need to be a university. They made the changes, got the accreditation, and now they're university. He's done wonderful things that nobody saw coming from Iona, but he is gone after this game. Now I want to say win or lose because he's going to win this basketball game. Like, you know what? Now it's time to strike while the iron's hot. I got to start recruiting for St. John's or for Georgetown at this point. It would be nice to see. But back to your original point, though, with Iona. You look at the other four seeds. This is by far the worst four seed to try to match up against. Like if you're lining up against, let's just say Virginia. Now, Virginia plays good defense. You know, they have pedigree. They've won national championships. But in a slowdown environment, you could see Iona hanging around with Virginia, 46 to 40, like with eight minutes to go in yeah. that game. There's a really good chance that you line up against UConn. It's like, hold on. It's 26 to 12 to start and away UConn goes. So you're right with that aspect. If you're going to get excited and say, hold on. Iona's going to go to Albany. Who do they play? UConn's probably the worst-case scenario that they got there. You know, look, you, you talk about guard play always being important in the tournament. Iona's got two great guards. Clayton Jr. looks like he could be NBA level, uh, and Jenkins uh, was incredible in the MAC tournament championship game. It's Is it enough here uh, against UConn, as you said? And, and if it is, then we'll see what happens here. I Quickly... Not because it's an Iona thing. Rick Pitino is the most important yeah. name in college basketball right now if you're paying attention to everything going on outside of the bracket. Do you think win or lose matters in terms of him staying or not? The, the read on that, my, my read on it is it doesn't make a difference. I don't think he's 100% gone. I think it's obviously the most likely outcome, but I'm not sure the result here is going to matter for Rick's decision. No, it's not going to matter. It's also a two-way street here with Patino, right? He sort of took the Iona job where he had to say the right things. Like, it's my last job. Like, this is where I wanted to be, and what a great way to wind down my career. But knowing if he had any success, which means just winning a Metro Atlantic championship and heading into the NCAA tournament, other teams were going to come calling because of what he did in the past. So it's interesting that Rick, at his age, like, hey, I'd want to go to St. John. It's not as if, like, Duke opened up and he took that job, or Kentucky's going to open back up and he takes that job. We're talking about, like, St. John's, who, again, back in the 80s, was a big job. What has St. John's been over the last 30 to 35 years here yeah. in college basketball? Or Georgetown, fantastic once again in the Big East in the 80s. You're looking to bring him back. Why? Because they're the bottom of the barrel. So it's not like he's elevating to Kansas, UNC, or something like that. It is kind of interesting because I wouldn't have been surprised if Rick goes, hey, you know what? Like, I, I can win every single year at Iona. We can keep making ch title runs here. It's not all that much stress being at Iona. So he wants to jump back into that big water market. He's not that young anymore. I'll just say this right now, and he can leave, and it is what it is. Iona will be more likely to make the tournament next year without him than he will be to make the tournament at St. John's. Let's let you know that right now. 
A clown out there said St. John's be a top 15 team. The second Rick Pitino mm. goes to St. John's. Yeah, man. All right. Thanks for that. Uh, UCLA Gonzaga. Everybody's pretty convinced these teams. Yeah, we don't have to work. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> nobody that we actually know, like a New York okay. radio guy, is, uh, is actually who that was. So no one like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not nothing tangy like that. Uh, BT, you can you can figure out the rest. UCLA Gonzaga, Donnie. It seems like everybody circled this up here for yeah. two three uh in terms of sweet 16 final four rematch uh, to the point where is jalen suggs gonna play in this game and johnny juzang like are they gonna leave their and you know nba teams and get back out on the floor that's how much i'm hearing about ucla gonzaga right now it's almost you know people calling it destiny yeah it looks like it is going to be for a collision course and maybe even like adam morrison comes back for this one it coaches from the sideline along with mark field like you're bringing out all the big guns for gonzaga here who is it karnowski give me some of the old big nine i mean they had a lot of big name guys over the years but this is what we're bringing up kevin right the big name stars of the past now tinny is still there he is a superstar don't get me wrong but this is one of those gonzaga teams that's no longer heading into the tournament people going like man i don't care what 33 and one that stink they shouldn't even be a number one seed a number two seed they won't make the final four they're not getting a lot of pub here and they are going to wind up in a game against ucla this is a tough part about that they cronin's team can play a ton of defense that's a power five school i do expect if we're looking at that game ucla gonzaga which i do think gets there i have ucla winning that game but there also is a smart part of me that's like man Watch out for the Zags, because if they get hot, they can take anybody down in one of those teams that now feels maybe just a little bit disrespect. Like, boy, at least we used to get the hate because we were the top overall seed or a number one seed. Now we're not even getting any hate, and we're the three seed here. So maybe nobody thinks we can win this, and maybe this is our year. It is an absolutely tough, tough draw in the West here at this point, but at the same time, they have enough horses to get it done. They play better defense than they did in the past. You still have that superstar that you can go to at any time that's not going to shy away from the big moment. I just don't think they have enough in the tank to beat a UCLA squad. The Gonzaga thing is, is tough because I understand the premise of, oh, maybe like, oh, people, you know, aren't in on Gonzaga as much this year. Now do we jump on them? But people aren't in on Gonzaga as much this year because they're not as good as the years past. And in the years past, they weren't good enough to win the national championship. So why the heck are they going to be good enough this year to win? Do you get the point, Donnie? Like, now that they're not as good as they usually are, they're going to be good enough to win a championship. That yes. doesn't make any sense. That's not how that works. That So that's the, 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 the gap here with Gonzaga. But that's what the bracket does, by the way. Right? If Gonzaga, if I took Gonzaga and I threw them on the one line, everybody would, Arkansas eliminates them again, I promise you. Like, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what you would be getting here with Gonzaga. But they're down there at the three. They're playing against Frankie Munez and Grand Canyon. And then that's just how things start to spin. We've got all week to break this stuff down. But before you go anywhere, you make sure you listen up. Donnie will handle that, as we'll see you right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Final segment of the Hey Here for a Monday edition of the Early Line on the Sports Grid Network, Series XM Channel 159. Donnie Wright's out here. Kevin Walsh, as always, from 7 to 9 a.m. Thank you for rising and grinding with us yesterday. If you set your clocks back, maybe you're a little bit groggy, but there is a ton of action and topics to get to just today alone. Sure, the NBA had some pretty good slates here on Saturday and Sunday, another good slate tonight, but the focus and the attention and the eyes, certainly on the college basketball world, which we'll get to in just a few moments, but let's not kid ourselves here the nfl which runs 365 days per year 24 7 it gets down today at noon why you can start tampering and numbers can get start to thrown out there guys will unofficially sign today big movers in the market big paychecks all the way around but this week is special it really is it's march madness get your dancing shoes on listen up first four games popping on. Now, you know me. I've said this many times. I look forward to the first four. Then when I start to watch some of the basketball played in the first four, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get down with that. But it's nice, and it's a nice little appetizer before we get to March Madness, which officially will kick off on Thursday. Wonderful stuff. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, wall-to-wall basketball, full attention given, and rightfully so. Then you take a couple days to decompress, and you get into the Sweet 16 and the Elite 8, and then off into the Final Four and the championship, filling out your brackets here. It feels more likely than now. You can make a run. You're looking at your bracket. Maybe it's going to be perfect, and then after the first three games of the day, you realize your bracket is no longer perfect. I myself always take a chalky approach because I want to hang around at least in the tournament here. I don't want to have Houston get knocked out in round one by Northern Kentucky or second round by Iowa or if they face Auburn here. But if you should this year take more leaps of faith than you have in the past, it's probably going to pay off. Because there's a number of teams that can cut down the nets. If you're looking at Houston and the FanDuel Sportsbook at a 5-1 to price, I'm not buying into that. I'm looking more in that range of 15 and 20 to ones and higher. Maybe the Miami Hurricanes, if they're right, can get hot. But again, get your dancing shoes on. It's time to get after it because Thursday afternoon is a rite of passage and it is going to be spectacular. Stay tuned next. You know who's up? Ben Stevens and your boy DRS. Stay tuned right here on The Grid. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.